Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CE curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Hello, I'm Erica Mayer from Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, and I'd like to discuss monitoring and managing adverse effects with antibody drug conjugates in hormone receptor positive breast cancer. We have two exciting new antibody drug conjugates which have entered our treatment portfolio for advanced disease. First, this includes TDXD or trastuzumab TCAN, which was studied in the Destiny Breast 04 study where the use of TDXD had superior outcomes to treatment provider choice. What we learned from uh, Destiny Breast 04 is that there's specific side effects that were seen with uh, TDXD. Common side effects included GI toxicity, such as nausea or vomiting, and fatigue and alopecia were also prominent. Notably, there was less hematologic toxicity seen with TDXD in comparison to the treatment provider choice. Uh, the most common adverse effects associated with dose reduction included nausea and fatigue, And with treatment discontinuation, there was interstitial lung disease. Of note, about 12% of patients experienced any grade interstitial lung disease. And importantly, a small number, 0.8%, experienced grade 5 or fatal interstitial lung disease. So this is a very important toxicity to be aware of. Recently, we saw updated toxicity information from uh, Destiny Breast 04 presented at uh, 2023 ESMO Breast. In this figure, you can see the median time to first onset of toxicity and the median duration of the first event. Importantly, the median time to onset for both GI and hematologic toxicities was generally in the first month of treatment. So we know to watch patients carefully for these side effects as soon as they start therapy. The median duration of the first toxicity event for GI toxicity was fairly short, three to 10 days. For hematologic toxicity, this was longer from about a week to even up to a month. Importantly, when you look at these figures, you can see that interstitial lung disease had a median time to first onset of about four months, 120 days. And this means that this is a side effect that we have to be vigilant for not only when we start patients on therapy, but continuously for patients on therapy. Um, This slide shows us ways to both monitor and manage interstitial lung disease with TDXD. In terms of monitoring, it's very important to make sure that patients are reporting any new pulmonary symptoms that they might experience. And we want to monitor patients closely with CT imaging every six weeks to begin therapy. If there's any signs of either radiologic interstitial lung disease and or symptoms, we want to hold therapy and certainly in the setting of symptoms, refer to pulmonology for further workup. Um, For grade one disease, which is just radiologic findings without symptoms, we want to hold until completely resolved to grade zero. If a patient has grade two to four interstitial lung disease, meaning it's symptomatic, then unfortunately they need to permanently discontinue therapy. Patients who have grade two or higher disease need to receive steroids. It's more optional for grade one. And for grade one, there is the option to re-challenge patients with therapy either at the same dose or at a reduced dose. We also saw some data recently about what happens when we retreat patients. There were six patients in Destiny Breast 04 who had grade one ILD who were re-challenged with TDXD. Um, One of those patients experienced ILD again 
but at the time of data cutoff, three of the six patients were still receiving TDXD. And I think this shows us that we can safely and carefully restart therapy and patients can gain more benefit from the agent if we can get it back on board. Nausea vomiting is also a significant side effect with TDXD. We want to pre-medicate with appropriate antiemetics. We want a patient to break, take, uh, take home appropriate antiemetics. And if a patient has significant GI toxicity, then we want to think about a dose reduction. Um, the other main antibody drug conjugate to keep in mind is sazituzumab, which was studied for hormone receptor positive disease in the Tropics O2 study. In this study, the major side effects that were seen included uh, hematologic, such as neutropenia, diarrhea, alopecia, and fatigue, although thankfully rates of febrile neutropenia were low. Patients who are receiving sazituzumab need to be um, uh, educated about the possibility of diarrhea and need to have antidiarrheals available and to use them in the setting of any new diarrhea. A dose reduction may be necessary if the patient experiences significant diarrhea. Additionally, we want to monitor and manage neutropenia, particularly for sazituzumab. Patients have to have an ANC of at least 1,500 on day one of each cycle, or at least 1,000 on day eight. If a patient experiences neutropenia, we should use growth factor support, either short-acting, or we can even give long-acting support on day nine of each cycle. This is a strategy that works very well. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you found this helpful. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME LLC, and is part of our Minute CE curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.